0: and welcome to the road trip sports podcast my name is harrison cook and i'm joined as always by my co-host oliver gilmore ollie how you doing
1: doing pretty well h um good to be uh back after what seems like a bit of a long hiatus now with the week off
0: yeah it's been it's been a while we've had a few um episodes you had some episodes with um with noah and joe i had the episode last week Uh, which with coach long Um, it's been a while since we've been back together now we're not actually in studio together we are over zoom but it's still nice to chat with you
1: it sure is mate and i enjoyed the uh episode last week i'll have to get some more tickets but it sort of looks as though the super bowl prices um they're going up each year so maybe we need to get in early Because I reckon now, um, safe to say, I reckon unless Jordan Loves turns into a a superstar, which I don't anticipate that he will, we might have to wait um, another 10 years before the Packers are in it. So maybe I'll just go to a neutral game.
0: Who knows? Maybe sometime soon it might be a Dolphins game with all their uh, off-season moves. But we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, We've got a great episode for you today. We're talking all things WrestleMania with WrestleMania 39 coming up on the weekend. But before we get into that, we better hit our socials. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Road Roadtrip Sports Pod. We're on YouTube. Roadtrip Sports Podcast is what you need to search. Any inquiries you've got, if you'd like to get in touch, if you'd like to get on the podcast, like Coach Long, like Joe or Noah, or any of our previous guests, make sure to reach out, roadtrip sports podcast at gmail.com, or you can slide into any of our DMs. And as has been the case for the last few episodes, this episode is sponsored by major sports collectibles they're your number one stop for any sports memorabilia if you want something from their site or if you want something bought in they can source it for you make sure to reach out they've got jerseys helmets anything you might like uh, make sure to reach out at major sports collectibles
1: unreal H um yeah as I said I'm, I'm glad to be back it was a bit of a uh eventful week I um I'd made sure I'd Cody listened to the podcast in the car while we were driving up the uh, coast of <laughs> Queensland, so we got an extra listen there than we probably usually would. But very um, nice. Yeah. So how how was the trip?
0: If do you want to explain to our listeners uh, what you got up to over the last week?
1: Oh, well, it wasn't a sports trip, um, which is quite weird because every single holiday I've probably gone on for the last ten years has involved some sort of sport around it. Um, but I actually just went to a country music festival in. Um, Willowbank, Queensland, which is like pretty much Ipswich. So, pretty much out in the middle of nowhere once you go past Brisbane. Um, but it was yeah. good. Morgan Mullen was the main act there who's become a bit of a superstar. Um, and we saw a few other acts like Kip Moore and uh, Zach Brown Band. And many people know Zach Brown Band for their song uh, Chicken Fried. So, that yeah. was a good listen. But um, yeah, the trip was good. Nice to have some time off work. and um, But yeah, it's it sort of that was the hole that was missing. Um, I didn't get a chance to. See any sports? So I was in Sydney on the weekend. I make sure made sure I saw a Swans game just to get my little fix before I'm I'm back at work for whoever knows how long.
0: Yeah, nice. How how was the Swans game?
1: Um, oh, I mean, as good as a eighty point game can be, I suppose. Like it was, it was pretty ugly. Um, but I think that it was it was a good Swans win, but not unexpected, I would say. Um, so you know the theory. I, I I know
0: I've got it, but there is such a thing as a good blowout. Do you think that there is such a thing as a good blowout? Oh, uh, when it's your team. <laughs> <laughs> no, for um, the neutral. You know how some blowouts are more entertaining than others. My, it was going to lead me onto the question: What sport do you think
1: is the is the most entertaining to watch a blowout in? Um, it's a hard question because if a team's winning nine nil at soccer, it's enjoyable because you're seeing that many goals. Yeah. Um. It's sort of like it depends on the blowout because, like, for instance, if that Swans game was 150 to 60, it would have been awesome because there was a lot of um, points scored both ways. Really hard question. Um, I don't know. Like, I've watched a few league games that have been entertaining when they score every five minutes, but I don't I don't really know. Like, basketball, I feel like it's not enjoyable. I feel like basketball is an atmosphere sport. So, yeah probably not basketball, probably not AFL. Maybe it's like a league or a soccer for me. Maybe it just shows my lack of interest in the sport and seeing something different, but I don't know. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, I I think soccer's a good shout. I think seeing a team absolutely dominate on both sides of the ball in NFL is something that I like to see, and maybe it's not a blowout with a big score, but just seeing a team absolutely dismantle another team on defense, like completely shut them down and run the score up to like for 42-49-0, I always really appreciate that. Maybe just because that's the sport I'm most passionate about and I appreciate the tactical side of it. Um, But yeah, I definitely think soccer is a good shout as well. Getting to see all of those goals um, in a sport that can produce lackluster games more often than I believe others.
1: My only issue with the NFL is that you quite often watch games and it's all about clock management so whilst it may be a great game the game after half time say a teams up 35 to 7 it all all then becomes about trying to chew the clock and not get your guys injured and you sort of don't see those big plays but i mean for a diehard supporter you you sort of do get the best of both worlds with offense and defense um, but I still I still find it hard to watch NFL blowouts, I suppose. And it's a bit of atmosphere for me, but yeah, that's I suppose cool. you can't go wrong either way.
0: I guess with those American sports, the atmosphere is what makes them the spectacle that they are. And if you lose the closeness of the game, you'll lose a lot of that, that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to move on now. We're going to start with a preview of WrestleMania 39. WrestleMania goes Hollywood again. Now, before we start the preview, have you seen any of the um, WrestleMania trailers that they've uh, they've done? They've done a whole new batch of them with the current crop of wrestlers.
1: Okay, so what they've done there, like their show, um, their what are they called video packages have they done them for each match or
0: no so do you remember wrestlemania 21 how they did the like hollywood spoofs and they spoofed the movies i do yep they've done a bunch of those with the current wrestlers
1: oh awesome awesome there you go some of them are
0: awesome some of them are very much not um (laughs) i think the better ones um miz and maurice did a top gun um spoof which is pretty good um, Becky Lynch and, um, and Seth Rollins did a weird, like Joker and, um, Joker and Batman one, which is a bit off. Um, so yeah, they've been kind of hit and miss. Um, but some of those ones, WrestleMania 21 era, um, some of those still hit hard today. The Triple H Braveheart, um, Stone Cold doing Gladiator, like there were some awesome ones there.
1: There sure was. There sure was. I mean, I enjoyed the, uh, the Undertaker. It was sort of weird because... You know, now we see The Undertaker as a bit of a different character, um, a character that you see a little bit more of a personal side, particularly his documentary, but even his um, little short that he had with um, a number of different wrestlers. Who was the other detective, did, more Undertaker or less?
0: Undertaker did um, did the Dirty Harry one, didn't he? The go-ahead man. I believe so. Yeah. I believe so, um, um, which was quite there, funny. There was like the the Eddie Guerrero and Booker T did a um, Pulp Fiction Um, parody. Uh, Cena and JBL did a few good men. Um, the uh, the Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson scene that was that was a standout one as well. Um, but WrestleMania is going Hollywood again. It's coming out of SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles and it's got a huge card. We're gonna start, we're gonna go break down, spend about a minute or so on each match. Uh, first match on the card, uh, that we've got is Becky. Lynch, Lita and Trish Stratus are taking on damage control. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this one? I'm
1: um, not really, man. I wouldn't say I'm too familiar with the, this type of match. I mean, you've got um, a number of different superstars that are quite enjoyable here. Uh, Trish Stratus is back and I've seen all over Facebook that um, she's aged um, particularly well, or she hasn't aged at all because she's still a bit of a diva. No pun intended. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I, I think it'll be an interesting mac- match, but not one that I'm too queued um, in on. H. So, what's the uh, what's the stipulation or what's the um, build up to this one?
0: Well, it's a, it's a bit funny. So, Lita and Becky uh, took the tag titles away from Damage Control, um, who are managed by Bailey. So Bailey will be wrestling with them um, in the three on three match, um, but. Yeah, so the they've got the titles. They're not putting the titles on the line. There was thoughts that that might be a stipulation. They j- just might defend it freebird rule style in the uh, in the three on three match, but uh, yet to see. I think they're probably going to go for the feel good win. Uh, I reckon uh, the legends and Becky get the win.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. That's probably a good shout. I mean, are we doing our predictions for each match? Do you think?
0: Uh, I reckon just, it, well, it doesn't have, it, the matches we're interested in. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm um, going to give my opinion. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, there's a few on, there's a few that I haven't included. I've kind of just put on the big money matches. I haven't put on the like battle Royals or anything like that, or the, the pre-show matches, just the main ones on the card. But the next one is a big one. It's one that's been building for oh, 20 years. Um, basically since he's first he first appeared um, for the SummerSlam 2005 feud between Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. It's Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've actually saw a little bit of this one and it's been a, a build-up, a, a big build-up. You're sort of like, when are they finally going to, um, when are they finally going to uh, break this one off? Because it had been going off it had been going on for so much um, of the roars and stuff like that, where you're like, Ray, is he going to snap? Is he going to snap? Um hasn't snapped until pretty much the uh, SmackDown before WrestleMania or one before that, but if that match is official now. And um, yeah. I've put it as a lock because I think it's um, going to be a bit of a passing of the torch moment, which I, I would consider might give away my lock there. Um, but I think it'll be a great match, particularly we may see Dominic wrestle in a great fashion rather than be a bit of a showman that he has previously. I mean, he's sort of been that heel and just focused on um, his mic work. We may actually see a little bit of his in ring in ring work to uh, get him back a bit as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's really interesting. There were rumors coming out before um, that Ray might've potentially used it as a retirement match, considering that he is going in the hall of fame, um this coming weekend um and it could have been used as like a a traditional mexican style um mask match where um dominic has to try and take like if he wins he takes the mask and um -hmm. retires that way it's yet to be seen if that's going to be the case i think that would be a very storybook way for ray mysterio to retire and maybe even dominic wears the mask and gets that eel heat um, going forward because he's got a lot of heat there. A lot of people love to boo him, but he's he's got to keep harnessing that. He's got to keep feeding that. And I think that wearing Ray's mask around and being that constant reminder that he retired him, that is nuclear heat.
1: It is. And I sort of wonder where he goes to next because once you see the end of Ray and most likely probably Edge, then you're like, who are they going to be feuding with um, next? Who's Dom going to be feuding with next? It, it's it's difficult to see, but if he maintains that heat in sort of an external fashion, it doesn't really matter who he faces because if he's carrying a mask or he's still hated by the uh, WWE universe, if you will, it'll um that heat will stick. So,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Well, next match on the card is another one with a little bit of heat behind it. It's Edge versus Finn Balor, uh, the leader of Judgment Day, the group that Balor kicked Edge out of, and they're going to be fighting in hell in a cell. What are your thoughts?
1: Excited for this one, actually. I think I'll, I'll certainly watch the highlights if I don't end up watching Mania, but I'll be jumping pretty much straight to this match because I feel like it's a feud um, that has went on For some time, particularly interesting. I love both guys, particularly if Finn comes out with the uh, demon um, persona, which I'm sure has been mentioned as a possibility. I'm not too sure if it's been confirmed. You know, that sort of slips through the cracks a little bit sometimes with Mania coming up. But
0: I don't think they will confirm it. I think they're going to keep it under wraps if he is coming out because that'll be a big, nice big pop and a big surprise at WrestleMania. I love how they're having a Hell in a Cell match. That's not at the hell in a cell pay per view. It's actually a blood feud it's that good. to be put in the cell. I think that's awesome, and I think they need to do that more and steer away from these branded gimmick based pay per views because it's just not working.
1: Oh, I hate it. You know, particularly you had the money in the bank match at Mania for so long, and that was so awesome because you knew that it would happen, and you could often see a title change that night if someone won. Um, that money in the bank match, but it was also a great match. You know, you have a number of ladder spots and it was almost always, um, it was a great match filler because you chuck, you know, six mid carders in there. And even though they may not be huge names, quite often back when I was particularly big fan of wrestling, they were huge names because of the depth of their roster. And so I sort of feel like that's a bit of the case um, at the moment. We're not seeing a number of, you know, they'll probably do their Iron Man, not their match, their Royal Royal Rumble style Battle, match. Royal. Battle Royale.
0: They've got the uh Andre the Giant Battle Royale set for WrestleMania SmackDown, they call it. It's the SmackDown before WrestleMania. Um
1: Yeah, I don't like that. So basically what they're doing is putting their stars on Mania and leaving everyone else out. And I think that happens when you you take away a lot of stipulated matches like your Hell in a Cells, like your money in the bank matches. So I'm recently all they that had
0: out. like the trend where they'd have like the intercontinental title um in a multi-man ladder match at wrestlemania which i didn't mind just a way to get more of those names you like on the card um that actually that deserve to be there and and you've got a gimmicky match that can break up the pay-per-view um but anyway back back to edge balor i think that hell in a cell it's great for this feud hopefully to blow off the feud i think this one's a tough one to pick i'm gonna lean balor um, just because I think he needs that rub. I think that he's taken a lot of losses over the past year and a nice big WrestleMania win in Hell in a Cell might just help him, push him back up.
1: Yeah, look, I agree. And I think if he has that demon persona, um, he'll win the match for sure, I think. If he doesn't, then it's a little bit more of a toss of to the coin.
0: Absolutely. Uh, coming up to the next match now, it's Charlotte versus Rhea. Uh, Charlotte vs Rhea Ripley, the Aussie Rhea Ripley, who's currently uh, working heel as part of Judgment Day. Uh, It's a rematch of the WrestleMania 36 match, which was contested for the NXT Championship. This time it's for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't think we need to go too much into this one, other than I think Rhea finally gets crowned after winning the Royal Rumble. I think Rhea takes the title here. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I think this would be the biggest shock if the WWE decided that Rhea wasn't going to take it out because I think she's paying like a dollar seventeen on sports. But I checked that the odds are very, very short.
0: What? While I agree that she should win, do you think it really would be the biggest shock that WrestleMania that WWE want Charlotte to win and want to push Charlotte over and over and over?
1: No, oh, no, I don't, I don't. But uh, you could certainly see it. That would be the upset that you would expect. That wouldn't really be an upset if you know what I mean. Absolutely. The value bet than the dollar seventeen. I'd be betting against that. Um, if I was looking for a roughie,
0: absolutely. Uh, moving on now, uh, one of the big uh, superstars coming back, John Cena has been challenged and called out by Austin Theory. He took him to promo class a couple of weeks ago and absolutely torched him on the mic. Um, have you? Did you see the Cena promo?
1: I did. Yeah, it was sort of like um, my perception of it was Theory came out and said, oh, "Here's here's a couple of burns," and it was like, okay. Right, not too bad, not too bad. But just John was great, too good on the mic that it just cut him down to size. It was like, you've just been burnt to, a, to a Chris, mate.
0: That's why I don't I don't know what they do in this match because you, I think Cena has to win. He's burnt him so bad, he's going to look like an idiot if he loses. But you want to give the win to the young guy. So I think that almost... The promo necessitates that John Cena wins this match because otherwise he looks like an idiot slagging off this guy who ends up beating him. I I don't know what they do here.
1: Well, like my instant thought says Theory wins this match, particularly because it's a title match and I can't see John taking that title. I don't know his intentions to wrestle for the next uh, month or so, but you would think he's still making bank in Hollywood. So he's probably going to have a quick match and then, Uh, maybe come back for a, you know, roar after WrestleMania and then disappear again. But so that's why I lean towards theory. But I mean, if John wins here, it'd be pretty cool to uh, bring back that open U.S. challenge and then he could lose it that way, even something like that.
0: That's been the current rumor that he could, as soon as roar after Mania, he wins the title at Mania um open challenge and bring someone up or bring a name into WWE potentially bringing Matt Cardona formerly Zack Ryder um but bringing him in as Matt Cardona um his new character that he's developed on the indies which is his actual name um but bringing him in to take the title from John Cena and establish himself in WWE I think that's probably my favorite way that I've heard that it could be done but I have to wait and see I I I think I think they'll just give it to theory and try to push him to the, push him to the moon. You know it. (laughs) Next up. uh, We'll go quickly on this one. Brock Lesnar versus Omos. It's a, it's a weird one. It's, it's a weird one. Um,
1: Another question, questionable match.
0: I think it's got to be a Lesnar squash match. If it's not, then Lesnar loses all of his credibility and you can almost say Lesnar's done
1: yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense like this match does nothing for lesnar and it does nothing nothing for omos so i don't really understand it but the original i, I mean it was bray original, Wyatt, wasn't it
0: uh the original rumor was bray white but apparently brock turned it down because he didn't want to be involved in all the um spooky s word that was quoted uh, yeah. <laughs> um Which I can I can see I can like hear Brock Lesnar saying that <laughs> like it's it's not too much of a stretch to imagine that he isn't interested in working with Bray Wyatt. Um, but he no. he signed off on
1: Omos like yeah, I don't know it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, there's probably a few guys that are missing. I could have even seen oh, that. Probably just shows how much I've watched in the WWE in the last six months. But even like a match v Drew McIntyre, have they feuded recently?
0: Uh, they feuded uh, WrestleMania 20, uh, thirty-six for the title, um, and they feuded on and off that year. Um, yeah, it's probably
1: a bit burnt out then, I'd say. Probably a bit better.
0: out. The, the one that was rumoured that people seemed to like was Lesnar going after the Intercontinental title, which is currently held by Gunther, uh, formerly yeah. Walter, um, yeah, okay. which I thought could have been a good shout uh, and probably the best option for Lesnar. Um, but Gunther's got a pretty decent story going on with Drew at the moment. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, you've got to get Lesnar on the card somehow. Hopefully he squashes the giant. You've got the big moments where he lifts up, makes the big lift um, and calls back to Hulk Hogan at, at three. But um, we'll move on now. Uh, Seth Rollins is taking on internet and YouTube superstar, Logan Paul, who somehow, despite all odds
1: is one of the best wrestlers in the company. <laughs> Um, yeah, look, I don't I don't really know what to say here. I didn't watch Raw, but I heard that he got knocked out again or something. So you know it it's sort uh, of the rules say that Seth's probably gonna win this match. He's been humiliated <laughs> twice in a row. So the expectation is probably that Seth wins, but look, I, I think this match is as every Logan Paul match has been, exceeds expectations a little bit. I think everyone's already down on it, and it hasn't got a lot of hype coming into it. But yeah, once again, I think it probably exceed expectations. I think the build
0: has been pretty good to, for it. They've, they've.
1: It's one, probably one of my
0: favorite builds on the card, barring the two obvious matches that we're going to get to uh, in a short moment. But yeah, I think that I think Seth has to win. He's taken a lot of losses over the past year. They need to start building him back up. But Logan Paul needs the win as well. He's young. He needs to establish himself. Uh, young in the in the wrestling world, um, I should say. I think that's a pick I, I I think it's uh deadline could go either way. And I don't think WWE goes wrong whichever way they go.
1: Is he going to be a full-time wrestler, do you think? Like, do He's signed thinking... to be a
0: full-time wrestler, yeah. Really? Okay. There you go. Yeah. So because he, he fought Roman for the title, but he got injured uh that match. So that's why he's been out for so long. But um yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be working full time. He's not gonna be like house shows and all that sort of stuff. But uh regular competitor uh working working all the main uh events is is what they've said that his deal is. So um good on him for giving it a
1: go. And he gets a lot of heat, so why not? Yeah, maybe next WrestleMania we'll see Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul or something. Maybe we'll stoop that low, but we'll see. Oh, he,
0: he'd he'd become the Jake Paul of the wrestling world. <laughs> um, next match is Bianca Belair versus Oscar. Um, not much that I have to say about this match. It's one of the segments, because I've actually been uh, able, now that it's on binge, I've been able to watch Raw and SmackDown a lot more recently lately, but I'll admit, I've been skipping all these segments. I'm not really into this match.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, I've got nothing to say here, really, except one question for you. Will Asuka blast Bianca Belair with the Poison Mist, yes or no?
0: I think she has to, because I think Asuka wins this one. Belair's been on top for a full year, um i think she has to
1: it's paying a dollar fifty. Oh, i almost like it <laughs> it's yeah. good odds
0: absolutely um before we get to the two uh probable main events um of each night last match uh before we get there is sheamus versus drew mcintyre versus gunther for the intercontinental title this one's another pick i could see him going any direction sheamus has never won the intercontinental title and they've been pushing that on tv Drew McIntyre, he's a big star. Probably needs the win. Gunther's been on a great reign. I think this could be a sleeper for match of the match of the weekend, but it's hard to pick.
1: I reckon um, it won't be Drew. I've got a feeling it'll be Seamus or Gunther retains. I think that that's where I'm leaning here. But with that said. It, could, it has the it has potential to be a great match. I mean, I think about a lot of triple threats, and most great triple threats have all come from a WrestleMania card, in my opinion. Most most have. Um, so maybe it's a memorable one. I don't know.
0: Especially this one with a little bit of a different DNA. It's it's like a big Hoss-style, um, strong-style uh, triple threat that we haven't really seen the likes of. Usually they've got at least one sort of smaller, zippy guy in there to take a lot of the bumps. Um, I think this has got a potential to be a really memorable match. Um, yeah, if I, it's a pick between Gunther and Sheamus. Let's go Gunther. Let's keep it on. Um, let's keep it on the rig general. Um, now, we move on to what is being rumored to be the Saturday night main event. Uh, it is the excellent, like some people are saying Emmy-worthy Story of the Bloodline. It's Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens taking on the Usos the Tag Team Titles.
1: I wonder how late they planned this match because everyone wanted to see Roman beat Sami. I would have, I would have, uh, I would have done it this way. I would have had one match Roman beat Sami Zayn on one night and Roman beat Cody on the other. That's how I would have done it personally. Logistically, that's a, that's a bit of a disaster, though. And I know it makes sense because it, it makes sense that, you know, you want to see Sammy versus Roman. You also want to see that Cody match, especially when he's won the Royal Rumble. But it is hard to sort of get two storylines going at the same time. I mean, they did a very, very good job. I felt like they, if they were ever going to do it, they had the potential to do it here.
0: They've done a great job, and we'll talk about the Cody-Roman match next, but they've done a great job of sort of, like, Handing off the feud, and Sammy and Kevin have been able to keep at the bloodline. And Cody Rhodes sort of inserted himself naturally. And I credit that a lot to Paul Heyman and the work that he did early in the feud uh to establish Cody Rhodes as the main foil for Roman Reigns. And they've almost got it now to the point where it's it's Cody, Sammy, and Kevin versus the bloodline together And I think they've done expertly well, which you don't say often for WWE, carefully booking storylines around someone who's white hot. Um, But I think that this match is white hot. Sammy and Kevin Owens, you had the beautiful reunion, um, SmackDown uh, a couple of weeks ago, and now they're they're after it. They're they're going for the titles, and I think they take it.
1: Yeah, I I tend to agree. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they've got the momentum. It would make sense if the Usos lost and Roman lost the titles and I suppose that probably gets into my opinion on the next match H.
0: Yeah, let's get into it now. It's main event, the Royal Rumble winner, Cody Rhodes taking on the uh, undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. It's It's going to be a big one.
1: It is. It's been a big build up and we know that they were going to give the title to Cody Rhodes months and months ago, which is why you sort of think that he'll um, be the new champion, particularly when you win the Royal Rumble. That's usually what comes with it as well as that WrestleMania moment. And he has, um, some would say, been waiting a long, long time um, for whatever reason that is, whether it's his time out of the company or in the company. He still had to wait a long, long time for this moment.
0: Yeah, from undesirable to undeniable, I think that you've got the potential to see an all time moment at the end of WrestleMania. I think I liken it to almost like a Shawn Michaels moment. The boyhood dream has come true. I can see Cody Rhodes on his knees with the holding the title, the confetti's falling. Maybe even Sammy and Kevin come out to join him in the ring and they do like a um, Eddie and Chris Benoit moment from WrestleMania 20. Um, I think they're going to go all out to make this the biggest moment of the year and uh, one of those WrestleMania moments that they show on all the um on all the hype packages.
1: Well I've got a question for you. If Roman retains, um, how long do you think he retains for? Do you think he goes around another year? Uh, <laughs> like it would completely squash Cody, but Yeah men, like,
0: There's been difficult. there's been rumors that he might and that that, that that the WWE still haven't decided which way they're gonna go on it. Which is very interesting. I think they, if he doesn't, if he doesn't lose the title here, I think Jey Uso is the one to take the title. It's yeah. sort of culminating that storyline. Final, the final man to turn, Jey Uso, who initially started that feud. He was the first feud with Roman Reigns after he won the Universal Title. Jey Uso turns on the bloodline. Finally, gets sick of Roman and maybe summer slam or maybe they hold off till oh my God, wrestlemania 40 that's <laughs> um that's a long way away but uh, they love having those big moments at the decade pay-per-views you look at wrestlemania 20 the Benoit and eddie guerrero moment you look at wrestlemania 30 with the daniel bryan moment there's potential for them to make that a big moment so oh i don't know but i i really hope <laughs> cody rhodes gets it here
1: so who holds the he? Who holds the record? Because obviously Bruno owns the WWF record. Does Roman have the WWE record now?
0: Um, well, so Bruno's got the record for the longest title reign. WWE and F, they're all it's all the one lineage. So it's all the one record. Uh, Roman's got the longest record for um, the Universal title. Roman's also got they they say the longest modern day record. Um, yeah, okay. And we, which I think is fair, it, like the longest record like since WrestleMania has begun, it's been Roman. So, um, yeah, and it's closing in on a thousand days as well, which is a milestone they might want to hit. They won't hit it before WrestleMania. So Roman's going to have to retain if they want him to hit that milestone, a thousand day moment.
1: Yeah, I just think it makes sense for Cody to win here, despite that just in the end, I believe. Absolutely.
0: Uh, well, that's it for our WrestleMania thirty-nine preview. We're gonna post a couple of these up as stories to get your thoughts and your predictions on who you think will win as well. Um, make sure to let us know on all of our socials at Road Trip Sports Pod. But we move on now to some quick fire WrestleMania superlatives. Now, these are just some quick questions. We're not gonna to spend too long on each of them um about the best all sorts of things from WrestleMania. We're gonna start with best match at any WrestleMania all-time. i what's your pick?
1: I don't know why this one sticks out so much to me. I mean, it had a number of huge spots, but it's got to be the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys versus Edge and Christian at WrestleMania 17. Whilst I remember a number of great matches, I think this match had everything for me, and it was sort of, it may be, it's my earliest memory of, of WrestleMania. Whilst I wasn't, um, I was two years old, and I can't say I certainly watched it, um, but I remember watching it as a kid and, you know, you get into the WWE and you were watching past matches. I always, for some reason, would go back to this match. And I think that probably was due to how much the WWE showed that match. But that was one of my favorites, I'd say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of my favorites uh, has to be the uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker match. Uh, and it's there, there was two of them that were absolutely perfect. Uh, from start to finish uh, WrestleMania 25. They had the epic classic. Uh, Sean was trying to beat the streak. Um, and I won't get too much into the story of that match because the best story is coming up later. But um, the match itself, the all the moments, they had all the all the spots and it ending with Sean crawling up The Undertaker basically saying, you're going to have to finish me because I'm not laying down for you. Um, doing the dead man uh, thumb across the throat. Um, before finally taking a ju- the first ever, I believe, jumping tombstone from Undertaker, he viciously wanted to uh, drive HBK's head into the ground. But I've also got an honorable mention to my first ever WrestleMania that I watched live. Um, it was Shawn Michaels versus John Cena in the main event for the WWE title. My two favorite uh, wrestlers of all time going at it against each other. Um, WrestleMania 23. It was it was an all timer. Um, so they're probably my two favorite matches.
1: Yeah, that's that's a very good shout. And I put a number of different matches in there and I could go on all day, but I'll spare you for a little bit because I'll cross over with, with some other superlatives we have here.
0: Absolutely. Uh, next match on here, sorry, next question on here is best entrance. Who had the best WrestleMania entrants though?
1: This is a hard one because I consider he's got a great um, entrance to begin with, but I'm going with, Rick Flair at WrestleMania 24, um, particularly, he was bedazzled in that gold uh, gown and it just screamed Ric Flair. The, pretty much even Sean was smiling when he was walking to the ring and that was just so memorable for me. And you could almost tell it was the end of the run um, with his entrance to the ring and that was how iconic it was. And I think I almost, I remember a number of things from that matches and that one of them is about to come up as well. But certainly, the entrance was uh, one to remember.
0: Absolutely, there. Um, I've
1: got I've got another two picks
0: I want to shout out. Um, they're probably tied for me. Uh, Shawn Michaels coming out at WrestleMania twelve on the zip line. Um, his song playing, him gyrating in the air uh, was probably one of the earliest um, big WrestleMania entrances that straight away from just superstar comes out to the ring. Um, sort of thing, so that was a great one there and then Undertaker at Wrestlemania 29 when it's pitch black, you just see the silhouette of Undertaker and you see all these hands start coming up um, like demons from hell trying to uh, drag him back down uh, with him and it's just all this beautiful like fog machine going it's the silhouette, Um, I thought that was an iconic imagery and a very good entrance
1: Oh 100% 100% that's Sean Michaels um, it'll forever remain in my mind, particularly when they put it in so many uh, promos and <laughs> it's videos in all of throughout them. the time. So, <laughs>
0: um, Next one is the best
1: story. What was your best WrestleMania story, O? It's kind of hard because I don't want to give this away because if you haven't seen it, even just go back, watch the video package, then watch the match. Um, but it's got to be, as you sort of alluded to a bit earlier, Sean's obsession with the dead man. Um which followed a match at WrestleMania 26. Uh, just the whole build-up to that was crazy, um, and the video package was crazy as well, which I've got as one of um, my favourites in this superlative coming up. But I, I, I can't even, um, I can't even describe it. Almost, it was just, it was just so well done. Particularly, I, I, I honestly, it's one of those things. The career versus the streak, the whole story, the whole obsession, the build up—it was just something like I'd never seen before.
0: It was, it was, it was like it was the finale to it. It was like a series finale almost. It was like a the last episode of your favorite TV show. Um, I love the way it 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 took the story between WrestleManias. Mostly WrestleMania ends feuds, but it's almost like the first WrestleMania started the feud. Um, and started that obsession, that um, need to defeat the streak that ultimately cost Sean his career.
1: Yeah, and I think the, the build-up was five-star, the video package was five-star, the match was five-star, and um, the emotions surrounding it, the particular time that it was. I was in, entrenched in wrestling as, as a youngster, and it, that, it just made so much sense. It, it was one of those matches that it almost uh, was a bit of a finale for me as a wrestling fan, almost like I continued to watch wrestling, but it was almost like nothing was the same um, after that for me as well. Like it was almost yeah, absolutely. For, um, recovered.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, well, I've got
1: another story that captured the hearts
0: and minds of a lot of people and probably one of the most passionate the fan base has been since the attitude era It's got to be the Daniel Bryan uh, story leading up to WrestleMania 30, the quintessential underdog um, finally not getting given his shot, but forcing his way in. Um, You saw the negative reactions to... Uh, Batista winning the Royal Rumble because everyone just wanted Daniel Bryan. Um, I mean, Rey Mysterio got booed because he wasn't Daniel Bryan. That's how much they wanted D. Bryan to win the title. Even the story itself, just on the night of him having to beat Triple H to get into the match, the post-match beatdown, the is he going to be medically cleared to fight in the match, and then ultimately the the finale with the match itself and that moment, the miracle on Bourbon Street as our favorite Michael Cole um, coined, but um, what what a story. Um, and he's still carrying that story on to this day. That's one of the reasons why he is so popular.
1: Yeah, 100%. And another one that sort of they've tried to replicate over the years in their own little way where we saw Kofi Mania, which was a, almost an adage to WrestleMania 30 and, it was a, it was a great match, but particularly not the match in itself. The story, as as you've sort of alluded to there, um, that whole card and the whole the whole WrestleMania in itself almost felt like it was revolved around Daniel Bryan. And the initial word was that he wasn't even um, meant to win the title, but one of those ones where he sort of forced uh, WWE's hand, which is what we almost thought Sami Zayn did this year as well. But um, the original person to force the hand of WWE and um, change Vince's plans just because of how, how much the universe was behind Daniel Bryan.
0: I think if it wasn't Cody Rhodes, if it was someone that had won the title before fighting Roman Reigns, if it was another like Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, I feel like there'd be a Daniel Bryan like um, movement going on and protests and trying to get him in the main event. But um, we'll move on now to best video package. You alluded to it before um, best video package. Oh,
1: yeah so i'll just be quick it was a hbk versus taker um, build up once again go watch the package go watch the match and you'll know exactly what i'm talking about
0: people um almost discovered the running up that hill uh song after this it premiered in stranger things but wrestling fans know it more as the um, placebo version that's um behind the very now famous uh video package it's it's incredible
1: Oh, 100%. And then The Rock uh, versus Stone Cold uh, for the match at WrestleMania 17 is an honorable mention for me as well.
0: For sure, for sure. Uh, mine goes with my best story, uh, similar to yours. It's the Daniel Bryan monster video sort of chronicling his career all the way up to the point where he's protest. They've got all the fans in the ring. He's protesting. He's trying to get in that match. Um, it was incredible.
1: Absolutely unreal. I can I can agree with you there, man.
0: For sure. Um, uh, best moment now. Um, I'm gonna kick off this one um to change things up. Uh, my best moment has to be WrestleMania 24. Sean looks Rick in the eyes, uh, Rick Flair in the eyes. Rick saying, Come on, do it, finish me. You've got to put me out of my misery, sort of thing. And Sean gives the I'm sorry, I love you, super kick. Finish your uh, pins. And then immediately, as soon as that hand slaps down three, he turns over and hugs him, and he's got his head buried in his shoulder. It still nearly brings a tear to my eye. It's beautiful.
1: 100%. It'd be uh, my favorite as well. But if I had to pick something different, it would be the edge spear of Hardy off the ladder at WrestleMania 17. And arguably, that's what made that match so iconic. So,
0: Absolutely. Um. Next up, who is the best WrestleMania performer?
1: Ah, oh, well, it's got to be the Undertaker, in my opinion. Um, performance-wise, you could look at a number of other people, but just the WrestleMania is the Undertaker, and as he's gone now, we sort of—it's just not the same without him. Uh, particularly that streak, and you know, it, it is done now. Uh, Lesnar took that one from him, but look, it, it, his his reign. And association with WrestleMania, which is, um, you can't can't mention WrestleMania without the Deadman.
0: Absolutely. And you look at his, his run from WrestleMania 23 to 29 is quite possibly one of the greatest runs of matches at WrestleMania in history. You've got Batista, Edge, two Shawn Michaels matches, two Triple H matches, and then the CM Punk match, which was all of those are probably match of the night every single night um of that of that run it was absolutely incredible uh for me there's only one person that tops it and while he doesn't have a wrestlemania streak because he didn't win all of these matches he stole the show every single time he went out there it's the show stopper it's mr wrestlemania it's Shawn michaels there he has been involved in so many classic matches at the show and just unreal performer
1: yeah look i tend to agree He's he's a performer, that guy, um, and his association with WrestleMania is there as well. I mean, he's been in he's been in nearly all of our uh, superlatives. So
0: absolutely, he, he's he's the moment maker. He's he knows
1: Actually, he has. Yeah, <laughs> he knows literally,
0: anyone. he's in all of them. Um, yeah, he he knows how to make a moment. He knows how to um, make a memory for fans. And apparently, that's been a lot of his advice now that he's running NXT is to these young crop is not it doesn't matter how technically proficient you are if you're not making moments people will stop caring um and i think that's great advice coming through and of course it's the it's hbk giving it
1: yeah of course of course well our next one h we've got favorite mania this is a question that i sort of added in at the end because i want to know what's your favorite mania do you think
0: you never forget your first do you um Mines WrestleMania 23. Um, it it was a great card top to bottom. You had the um famous uh Money in the Bank ladder match with Jeff Hardy jumping off the ladder through Edge, who was on a ladder bridge. Um, you had the Batista Undertaker match, you had the the Donald Trump and Vince McMahon Battle of the Billionaires uh on that card, and then finished off with one of my favorite matches ever, watching my two favorites. Um, wrestle together. Um, Yeah, got to be my favourite. What's yours?
1: Um, It's got to be 21, and it's because it was the passing of the torch. And two of my favourite wrestlers of all time, Messina and Batista, and that was sort of when we saw them take over WWE, um really, you know, we'd saw the emergence of a number of stars and for some time, including, you know, Eddie Guerr- Guerrero's Booker T's, even The Undertaker at that time. People were like, how long is he going to go on for? But it was nice to see Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels. It was nice to see some new guys come through. Um, and B- Batista particularly came out of nowhere a little bit. And I, love, I loved Batista. And I suppose that sort of ties in with what you were saying a bit earlier. I'm a big fan of... WrestleMania 22 because I had it on DVD. I remember that big time um, entrance, or no, what would you call it, theme music. Um, yeah. It's probably still ringing in my head. I probably watched that DVD maybe 40 times, I reckon, when I was a kid.
0: I think that DVD is worn out at my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, great ones there and some great WrestleMania moments shared. We're going to move now to an all-time wrestlers draft. Um, So We've been really enjoying our draft series recently and what better way to do it uh, today than to draft the best wrestlers of all time. Oh, I don't know how you're going to pick it but you're picking first. Try to kick us off.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, this is hard. This is really hard because I could take a number of different guys here and I've got three in my mind that are my top three um and i'm trying to think of a guy that would defy any error um and no matter no matter what i still lean towards this guy and it's it's for number one i'm just, just gonna take him because it just makes the most sense for me i'm gonna take stone cold
0: i i there was no way he was getting past me so i think that's a great pick there um, the biggest draw of all time, the probably the most popular wrestler of all time, Barr, maybe one, another one. Um, but he he was wrestling and he made wrestling into the phenomenon that it was in the 90s. Um, incredible
1: 100 pick two, mate. Four and three?
0: Oh, it's a big, big one here. I'm gonna have to go probably maybe not Steve Austin's greatest rival um, because I think his greatest rival was Vince McMahon, but his greatest wrestling in ring rival. It's got to be the man that Hollywood um, that has taken over Hollywood. It's got to be Dwayne, the rock Johnson Um, unbelievably charismatic on the mic, um, an incredible athletic performer in the ring. Um, You can't really look past him.
1: Yeah. 100% bro.
0: Um, with So we're going to snake it. So with the third overall pick, I'm going to take a man that is, he is wrestling. He was WWE for the longest time. Uh, we talked about him quite a lot um, above. It's got to be uh, the dead man. It's got to be the undertaker.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. That's a very good call. Um, there's a clear three guys here um, from three to five, in my opinion. I'm yeah. just gonna say it right now, and I don't even—I know this is the case for you as well. Because if we we're in a different boat, I'd try and work it around, you know, getting him later in the draft. Many people are gonna be surprised by this. We're not the biggest Hulk Hogan, Hulk, Hulk Hogan fans. Um, yeah, I just—I know he wasn't that era, but it just hasn't transcended transcended wrestling for me. I—I I, like—I didn't see a lot of Stone Cold live, but you know, I saw enough and I've seen clips and it's defined time, but I don't know. I'm not a big Hulk guy. I'm I'm just going to say that early. It's probably just the way that the
0: styles have changed over time. He wrestled the 80s style, which was just big move, then rest for a minute. There wasn't that work rate that there is today. Um, Whereas you ones in the attitude era worked more of that um, style where it was brawler. It was using weapons. It was, it was all the stuff we kind of see today and that today is sort of modelled off, so it's more easy to relate to it, I believe. Um, but, yeah, it's it's it, we might not see Hulk Hogan for a little while in this draft. Um, who is going to be your pick?
1: Well, you're not going to see him for my next two picks because I'm going to go with my first pick here. I'm going to go with Ric Flair. I think Ric... Great pick. Great pick. He, he has that... um longevity there as well and particularly i've become accustomed to a lot of rick rick flair videos with uh follow an instagram page i think it's rick rick flair videos daily or something and it's just hilarious oh it's the um, best it's so, one of
0: my favorite instagram accounts that we follow
1: um 100 so i've got to go with rick he sort of defined time a little bit and, and his, end really- of his career was great He's probably the 80s wrestler
0: that has defied a lot more than Hulk Hogan. Like, he's still relevant in pop culture today. You hear him in songs. You hear him in, in media. Um, yeah, he, he seems more culturally relevant than Hulk Hogan, and maybe that's because Hogan has had that problematic streak recently. But, um, yeah, Ric Flair's a great, streak, uh, great shout there.
1: Hard, hard, hard one here, but I've got to do it. I'm sorry he hasn't fell to you, but I'm going with Sean Michaels. Oh, I thought
0: he would. Oh. oh, I thought I could get him. That's throwing my whole draft off.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, I got um, one of three. I think was in was I'd sort of uh, oh. penciled in there, but oh. Sean was sticking his nose out too much.
0: Oh, mate, his lazy eye was sticking out too much, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, you've really done me there because I was I was I was getting ready to pick him. I was on the edge of my seat um I'm looking now at some lists and there's it is a clear top top with those names um I think I've got to take him. I think I've got to take the only other man to have won sixteen world championships. I've got to take uh my childhood favorite I've got to take John Cena. you've taken one of my childhood favorites I won't let you get the other one
1: um yeah that was that was my first between those two so I oh, was cool. I nearly I nearly picked uh uh John and Sean, but for some reason Rick just was was there for me I don't know i I picked I was always picking Sean but I couldn't decide whether I was picking Rick and um Rick or John funnily enough but
0: good pick. yeah um All right, well, I've got another pick here. I've got two to go. Um, it's, It's really tough. I think I've got to take a man that has not only been influential in front of the camera, but has always been, or has been just as influential behind the camera. I can't let you get both halves of DX. I've got to take Triple H.
1: Ah, damn it. Damn it. I was hoping he would slip a little bit there. Ah, that's a tough one. That's a yeah. tough one. All right, well, I've got a back-to-back pick, which is kind of sucks here because I'm struggling to make one, let alone two picks. But the first person I'm going to take, I'm going to take Kurt Angle.
0: Great pick. He was one I was tossing up with, Triple H. We're, we're in lockstep this uh this <laughs> I think yeah, it's, it's fallen are. exactly the way I thought
1: it would. We sure are. Yeah, I finally hit the point. Is it Hulk time? I I don't know. Is it finally Hulk time, or is it another guy that's on on the tip of my tongue? Um, it the same thing goes for Bret Hart as well. The exact same thing I said before about Hulk Hogan applies to Bret Hart.
0: I'm um, not. A, I'm not a Bret Hart fan. I yeah. was Team Sean all the way.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would even pick him in my top ten. So there's the first surprise for you guys. I don't think um, Brett's getting picked. Um, okay. Well, I think I've just got to. I think I've just got to do it. I think I've got to go Hulk and see how. I think it just rounds out my uh, roster nicely. So I'm gonna go with Hulk Hogan here. If my fifth pick will pick nine. Oh, you've.
0: Yeah, I was ready to take him at ten, and I I thought you wouldn't do it. Um. It's it's a tough one. There's lots of options. It's really hard because there's so many good wrestlers. I mean, I'm thinking at the moment, I'll get I'll give you a couple. I'm considering I'm considering Daniel he's Bryan. Um I'm considering I dare say I'm considering Roman Reigns just because of how prolific he's been um over this run. He's really been like the MVP of WWE for the last three years. Um, mm-hmm. and he's been on top for so long. Um but ultimately, i am got to go for a man that is just as famous as Hulk Hogan. Uh, just as... Influential.
1: Chris Benoit? Sorry? Chris Benoit?
0: Oh, <laughs> um, no, it's not Chris Benoit. It's someone who is just as influential to the 80s as Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. Macho man. It's got to be Macho Man Randy Savage. Um the iconic promos he's got the iconic moments he's um you look at the moment he won the title at Wrestlemania 4 um you've got the the mega powers explode um against Hulk Hogan you look at um his match against Ric Flair he's got matches um he's got his retirement match where Miss Elizabeth uh reunited with him um I think he's an absolutely iconic wrestler and he deserves to be um on the all-time wrestlers draft
1: yeah, I, I I tend to agree. A couple that missed out here. Chris Jericho, Bret Hart, you got Ray, Nick Foley, Edge, uh, Randy Orton's probably a big one. I think he probably deserves another title soon, to be honest. Randy, I think, you yeah, know, he's continued to be in that company. He needs another little push, I think, before his career. So maybe we'll see that.
0: Some people are saying that he might be the one to, um, to unseat Ric Flair's record. And I think that that would be a worthy person to do it, especially with their Evolution ties.
1: I agree. I agree, mate.
0: All right, well, that's it for our WrestleMania uh, coverage. We're going to get into our mailbag now, and we're going to move quickly through these questions. First question comes from Josie from Newcastle, who asks, power outages in AFL and Super Netball over the
1: weekend. What's going on? Uh, what do you think? Pay your bills, I guess. Other than that, there isn't a lot I've got to say, because uh, it was an interesting week in sports. Not like anything i I've ever seen before,
0: but it was a weird one in the in the Super Netball as well. They had to the um the advertising signs that usually are on the court, um, they had issues with those. They had to strip them off um prior to the game as well, which delayed the game and they had the power outage which uh caused them to end at half time. It was a really weird one out in Adelaide.
1: Yeah, it sure was. It sure
0: was. All right, next question comes from Peter from Wild, who asks, which of these teams had the most promising start uh, to their AFL season? Was it North Melbourne, uh, St. Kilda, or Essendon? We're well, we know um, who, you're not going to say.
1: Be... Yeah, I think it's got to be North. Um, the reason why I won't say the Bombers is they haven't beaten anyone too significant. They've beaten the Suns and Hawks. Um, they have looked pretty decent, but not going to say them. Saints have certainly exceeded expectations, um, but that's what I think that they've done. I think they've exceeded expectations. We're North. If you're a North fan, and I know this firsthand because I've spoke to Noah about it a few times, but that's the most promising start. And it's not the most promising start for this year, but it's the most promising start for the next five years under the Clarko era, um, and just having a number of young guys there. Harry Shearer looks like. He could be the next um, anything. He could be the next Harry Sheasel. It looks like he's um, <laughs> like nothing we've ever seen before. Um, so that's why it's so promising is that the young guys are standing up. Uh, I particularly said we're expecting a big year from LDU in our season predictions, and we've seen that already. Um, mm-hmm. He's ranking us like one of the best midfielders in the comp at the moment. And they're uh, missing out on Ben McKay at the moment, which I think is their most instrumental um, pretty much person in their lineup, being a backman. So I think that they've certainly exceeded the expectations for me.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, I probably got to go north as well. I like their gritty win over over Frio. I thought that was was um, very promising. You you want to? It's not the fact that they're this early in the rebuild. It's not the fact that they're winning. It's how they're winning. Um, they're winning tough contests. They're fighting hard. Um, I think I think it was a great win on the weekend. Um, and what were your thoughts on the? The controversy around the ball going out of bounds and the potential deliberate call. What were your thoughts?
1: It was hard because, I mean, it's really hard. I I don't know that I don't know that it should have been paid because the siren goes. I mean, you think about it from a number of perspectives. That ball's kicked and it goes through the goals. I mean, it's it, it's a goal. It doesn't matter. You think about um, a free kick happens after the siren it's not a free kick and that's what that was and they've come back and backed it in so for something that i haven't really seen before it's not like i've got a lot of um not a lot of idea on what to base it off not a lot of precedent on what to base it off and i think for that um reason i'm going to go with what the afl said and they've backed in their decision so i think that it was the right one really
0: yeah, I think, unfortunately, it's just that's the fact of the matter is as soon as the siren goes, the game is over. Um, so uh, I think it was the right call, and I think that Frio, yeah, they the, yeah they feel hard done by, but don't put yourself in that situation. Um, win the game earlier, and we're not talking about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think um, Norse with the better team all day as well, and that makes me feel a little bit better.
0: For sure. Uh, Next question comes from Nicola from Elibana, who asks, uh, "What are your thoughts on the Kalen Ponga situation in Newcastle?"
1: Well, I think that uh, it's hard because it's such a general question. Because the the first, the fact that he even played against the Tigers was criminal mismanagement, in my opinion. Um, We know the AFL has an eleven-day concussion protocol that you know you've got to be out for eleven days. You can't um engage in contact. So the fact that he was able to fly under the radar and play, I think it might have been could have even been seven or eight days later. Um well was, was I thought was criminal. I thought he shouldn't have even have played round two and I know that that's my main concern. I think that the NRL if even it's a duty of care, you've got to have some sort of uh implementation processes uh, out there to stop the players and the teams from from backing up after a concussion because players are going to do it. It's for the betterment of their team. And, yeah. you know, they're going to put the team first, regardless of whatever rules there are. So there has to be rules. There have to be strict rules on concussion protocols, in my opinion.
0: For sure. For sure. I think it's really weird as well that he's often now to of Canada to get assessed for his. Um... His concussions and get neurological testing. It's a very weird situation in Newcastle um, going on. I don't know that they keep him for much longer. Um, they've looked like a better team without him in the lineup.
1: Yeah, you're probably right there, to be honest. Um, so I think it's a bit of a wait and see how that tr- transpires, but onwards and upwards for the Knights, I reckon. Even though they're right down the bottom, I think everyone's still got their grand final tickets. Uh, it
0: was a good win on the weekend. I went to the um to the game yesterday. It was a, it was a good win for the Knights. Um, Nicholas slowly trying to convert me into a Knights fan. Um, I don't know how much it's working, but I was cheering for him. Um,
1: mate, usually I'd say don't ever like anyone that changes their mind on a sports team, and you know jump jumps on a bandwagon. No matter how bad the other team is, anyone that changes teams, I despise. But you know, mate, I think the fact that we've supported the Tigers for the last 10 years is um is criminal and if you're ever going to switch to a team i think now's the time to do it because the tigers are atrocious in my opinion yeah. horrible
0: i'm uh, i'm of the same opinion of you i'll always be a tigers fan but oh uh, if any if any fan base deserves a get out of jail or get out of fandom free card it's the west tigers because that is just an abysmally run franchise it's honestly feeling like one of the worst in all of professional sport at the moment. Um, so let's move on before we get too depressed. Um, so the last question from Aaron from Watanabe who asks which NFL teams have improved themselves into Super Bowl contenders through free agency.
1: Um, hard question. I would say, I I think the Eagles have been hurt a little bit. I will say that, um, to the contrary. Um, Who's had great free agencies hasn't been confirmed yet, but I, I do like the move for the Jets. I mean, they have a great defense, so I think this will help their chances of progressing forward. Would I call them a Super Bowl contender? Maybe. I, I it honestly depends on how well Rogers comes out. He's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder, uh, but I hope we see a bit of a uh, Brett Favre situation where he. He doesn't win another one, but it's hard to pick. Like I wouldn't, yes. pick, I wouldn't pick the Raiders. They've got a new quarterback recently. I wouldn't pick them, but have you got any initial ideas? I think that
0: um, without jumping on the dolphins too much, cause I did that a bit last week, but I think that the dolphins moves have made it. It's going to be a very interesting AFC East uh, this year with the, um, with all four teams. I mean, I never count out the Patriots, I think all four teams could win that division if the Jets end up getting Aaron Rodgers. Um, so it's going to be real tough there. And I think whoever comes out
1: of the AFC East
0: has a real good shot at winning the Super Bowl.
1: Um, well, I, I like the Bengals, to be honest. they have been criticized for losing Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell. But they get back Nick Scott. And I think the big move is Orlando Brown Jr. And we know he's got some attitude problems. But he's a, he's a four-time uh, Pro Bowler. And it's a move that should fans and particularly yeah. as joe burrow sacked you know 142 times in 42 regular season games or something like that he's Except going to be a major upgrade. man yeah he's going to be a major upgrade i think it's jonah williams at left tackle um they could even rearrange that o-line a little bit and i know they've lost um G. P. piran who was great but you know what i'm if i'm the Bengals and i'm picking late in that first round uh, if you could slide like Bijan Robinson in the draft and get like what is probably a top five prospect, you could even see them trading up. Um, you know what? If I'm a team looking for an RB this year, I'm making a room for a um, move for Bijan Robinson this year. That's my early call before I get into the uh, the nitty gritty of the draft. And maybe that is a maybe that is a team like the the Rams or someone that really needs a running back for the future. I don't I don't know, but gonna if you're gonna find some spark maybe it's from that
0: yeah uh good call there we'll move on now uh to our last part our lock of the week um the score is currently one all in this lock season um and we're gonna both have WrestleMania based locks my lock is the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes wins the WWE Universal Championship over Roman reigns what's yours
1: I'm going to go Dom Mysterio over Rey Mysterio, as I sort of mentioned earlier, passing of the torch moment.
0: I think that's a great call there.
1: Uh, well, that's it for our podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you
0: enjoyed the in-depth uh, look at WrestleMania 39 and our wrestling fandoms. It kind of is a nice nostalgia for us um, doing an episode that harkens back to when we first uh, attempted starting a podcast and we had a lot more wrestling in our show um so yeah we hope you've enjoyed it at home uh we hope you continue to enjoy this podcast if you do make sure you follow us on all of our socials we're on facebook Instagram and TikTok at Road Trip Sports Pod. You can find us on YouTube, Road Trip Sports Podcast at Gmail. Uh, sorry, Road Trip Sports Podcast. Any inquiries you've got, Road Trip Sports Podcast at Gmail.com. Uh, we're also sponsored today by Major Sports Collectibles. You can find them at Major Sports Collectibles on Facebook and Instagram um, for all of your sports collectible needs. Um, we hope you have a great week and we hope your team or favorite wrestler wins unless they're playing against the Swans the Blues, the Tigers, or unless they're fighting Sami Zayn. And we'll see you next time.
1: (laughs) See ya.